Hello and welcome to Totally Tell Me, a weekly entertainment review podcast where we talk about movies, music, food, and fun. My name is Dominic Mercurio and I am here live in the flesh with, look, I can even turn and look at her, Laura Weinbach. Flesh right here. Real flesh. Real live flesh. <laughs> Hello. What's up? Welcome to my humble abode. It's like I'm still, you, know, <laughs> you know, what's so weird is I'm still like looking at you on the screen and I'm looking at you on the screen. You know, <laughs> we could actually just do the whole show where we just don't even be in person. Yeah. Like we don't, we don't do ever. We don't do that. We don't do that. Which is just like a wall. You know, we could like create a sort of zoom box. But that's no fun. No, it's not. We are in person and we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true uh this is kind of this is kind of crazy and, and this you can't is- tell that guy oh yeah says hey to that <sighs> he's a classic guy he's part of the show <laughs> um no this truly this is, is the house. first time i'm in your house for any extended period of time certainly without a mask uh in what like 14 15 16 months or so <laughs> Right, 14, 15, 16 months. <laughs> 14, 15, 16, 20 months. Um, 14, 15, 16, 7,500, 200 minutes. <laughs> minutes. <laughs> um, yes. How many minutes to make up a COVID year? Man, how many minutes was COVID? Can we figure that out? 525,600, 14, 15, 16 <laughs> minutes. Someone should figure out that math, you know, like someone really, some mathematician out there, some some physicist out there should really figure out the math of how many minutes has COVID been? Uh, it's not over yet, so I don't know. I and counting. I suppose that's How many true. minutes has COVID been in counting? And counting? Um, hard to say. I'm going to uh, just, you know, this is not something I normally do, but I, because we're in a new setup, I'm just going to make sure that people can actually hear us. Okay, good. All right. Good, good. But do let us know if there's any problems or anything. We're kind of like trying out a different setup, obviously, because we are live, live, live in person. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is Totally Tell Me. We review films uh, every two weeks live on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. And, you know, we've been doing this through Zoom usually with guests for the better part of a year for better part of over a year really uh and now we are maybe going to make this the way we do it could be (laughs) from here on out could be could could be could be uh so yeah anyways that is all to say let us know if there's any sound issues or anything like that uh we will try and address those as needed but yeah um so today we're going to be reviewing harold and maude it's a 1971 film um classic really it's a dark comedy and uh we we truly just watched it which again is a bit of together yeah together which is a bit of a classic way that we used to do these podcasts when they were just podcasts where we would watch the movie and then immediately afterwards record our thoughts for for you know the the archives the record the uh the official record for the history books but um now we're gonna do that with you guys so if you are watching live Feel free to comment. We will we'll see your comments on Twitch, YouTube, or Facebook, um, and we will you know rope you in as needed or as wanted, really. I should say, because maybe sometimes we don't want it. Maybe we'll noose you in as wanted. Hmm. So like a fit the theme, like a cowboy or oh noose. Oh noose. Oh yeah. okay. I was thinking lasso. I don't know why, but like, well, that's like not lasso. The same thing as what I said. But you know, like lasso. We could also be lasso. You could lasso. I mean, we could lasso. We'll rope. We'll pull. Push whatever um uh-huh. anyways so that's like the the spiel um we could just call it a day i mean i don't know should we just uh, wrap it up or nope 
All right. So we're going to go ahead and chat just about, you know, our lives, um, our loves and, uh, you know, our hates. (laughs) Our hates, our loves, our lives. Um, Anything that we truly wanted to talk about. Um, I guess it's all to really just say uh, how how you been. Uh, Pretty good. Great. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's been good, you know. I mean, I could, I could, I could start us off with saying, "Man, I did something." Not only is this the, this isn't the first. Here's what I'll say. <laughs> Just back it up. Well, uh huh. <laughs> this isn't the okay. first. Oh, sorry. Am I cutting you off? No, I'm cutting you off. Or are you cutting me off? Well, you <laughs> I was gonna say I asked. I was Dominic came over to my house today. I was very excited because you know, I was like thinking he was gonna come over, hang out. We were gonna have like a hangout. Mm. And he was going to sleep over, bring the PS10, mm-hmm. whatever number they're on. Yeah. Maybe bring a little of the uh, VR system. Mm. Didn't do that. Oh, I did actually. I did bring it. I, br- I brought uh, it. But You brought the VR? I didn't bring the VR, but I did bring Tetris Effect. I installed it even specifically for you. Tetris Effect. You can play it outside of VR anyways. Oh my God. Okay. Well, anyway, I thought we were going to have a whole thing. And he told me he has to bone out of here. <laughs> after this show <laughs> and uh so i got gypped but i did ask him <laughs> how you been what's been going on like you know fill me in on some juice up in here mm. and he's like well i do have one thing but i gotta save it for the cast oh so I was like save it for the cast oh i don't know if i'll describe this as so juicy necessarily right you know never is i mean i gave no. you the i gave you the private juice <laughs> true, off air true, off air true. I, I i we we it was interesting here's the thing everybody no. <laughs> me and laura we do talk off air on occasion yeah they're sort of like off air episodes frankly um that we have uh that are undocumented unrecorded unarchived um and those are truly Unhinged. just for they're just for our ears and our ears only unfortunately for you um and the governments of course yeah so i couldn't i couldn't possibly bring up the stories that i just was saying you know approximately one hour ago but what i can bring up in a public forum sense is that this is not the only thing that is a first for me this week as far as um, things I haven't done for approximately 14 months. And that is to say, yesterday on June 5th, 2021, I attended what is known as a movie theater. Oh, shit. Yeah. I did not want to do that for what you did that for. And I do hear you. I do hear you. Um, You know, you like to be in the movie theater, which is fine. I mean, I I don't mind a movie theater, but I certainly don't. I'm not like buying to like spend Mm. 20 plus dollars on a movie. I'm not that interested. Oh, 20 20 plus. Yeah. Oh, that's how much it costs these days. It was more like um, approximately 1650. Okay. I do not (laughs) want to spend 1650 on a movie that is like the equivalent of a glitter or oh it too oh okay it too is fucking terrible glitter we spent like over 16 dollars for that movie and i couldn't believe myself afterwards i was like what is my life coming to i don't know wait are you saying that you wouldn't go back to the movie theater to see glitter in theaters because i kind of would actually first off i guess we didn't actually see glitter in theaters did we? No, no. But <laughs> I said not the equivalent movie. of. <laughs> Do you mean like cats? Because also that was that was very worth it to me as well. That's a different kind of thing. But we have paid good money to see 
pure and utter mm-hmm. fecal matter. Yeah. And I just feel guilty when I spend that kind of moolah on a movie that simply is not in my periphery of wanting to see. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so I'm trying to save myself for Luke Perry, so to speak. I see. So it's sort of like a, <laughs> this is sort of like a, you know, holding your V card for that special someone kind of thing is what you're saying. Well, yeah. I mean, come on. It's like, you know, I, I don't. Yeah. I'm not trying to just like pour money in, into a movie theater just to see something on a big screen. Well, here's what really I'll say. I saw A Quiet yeah, Place so. Part 2. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Which I, of course, did invite Laura to go see. Of right. Cor- of Which, course. Thank you. Invite, thank you for the invitation. Of course, I invite my, my good friend Laura to go and see it with <laughs> I me. I had to work yesterday anyway. Okay. Well, you know, there you go. I could, we could have rescheduled, but, you know, it's totally fine. Um, but I did <laughs> I see A Quiet Place. away from yeah. fun. Oh, you'd, oh, you would have added to the fun. What are you talking about? Well, you had to do what you had to do. I did. <laughs> so I saw A Quiet Place Part 2. And I got to say... I had a fucking blast. You did? <laughs> I had a total blast. Really? I mean, look, here's the thing. I miss movie theaters so, so dearly. There's two main things that have just been an absolute bummer. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm I'm taking out the greater context of the fact that we have lived through a pandemic and that many people have died. Obviously, um, that's the worst of the pandemic. But I'm just saying selfishly for me personally, <laughs> the two things that I've missed the most and as far as, you know, the lack of entertainment in my life have been concerts, live concerts mm-hmm. and going to the old fashioned movie theater and seeing the old movies, popping into my seat, kicking back, relaxing, putting my feet up, looking at that big old silver screen and seeing a projected film in front of me with the big old surround sound speakers blasting away. And, um, you know, sitting in that theater yesterday, I did think to myself, this is great. This is great. Wow. I love this. Uh And uh, it sounded great, looked great. And I will say, um, you know, because The Quiet Place Part 2 is is kind of the first, I think, big-ish film that is now only being released um, in theaters. Because obviously plenty of films have come out during quarantine, but they were uh, VOD um quiet place part two is definitely like positioning itself as like you should come back to the theaters for this movie and i actually think that it's a pretty good movie to go back to the theaters for you know it's like a fun popcorn kind of ride and we did a quiet place part one on the podcast and i had more fun with part two despite it still having it's like still a little cheesy and it's still like has plot holes and it's still like has these kind of moments that don't really, I don't know, add up or make sense or, you know, whatever. But it's like a, just a total just fun adventure movie. You know, it actually reminded me more of those kind of old 80s action movies like uh, um, not uh, action. Terminator. Yeah, kind of. I mean, yeah, just uh, back to the future. I just feel like it's colorful and fun and, and not really taking itself super seriously, though mm-hmm. at times it does. And then those are like the worst parts. But but overall, it's just like a fun time. And I'll say that the opening scene is really good, like has nothing about it that's cheesy. And I think is a excellent opening to the film that's like a little separate from the main plot Mm -hmm. it kind of works as like its own little short film that's an introductory to the main film and uh and that 
was so exhilarating just because it was I, I don't know how much of it is the fact that it's like the first scene I was seeing in a movie theater in so long but it it was very worth <laughs> going to the theaters for so you know shout out to to Johnny Boy John Krasinski the uh how director. much did you pay approximately 1650 I do believe I said mm-hmm. how much on food I got myself a Reese's Pieces mm-hmm. and Josh he got a oh, Josh. drink Oh, so you did not go the with the other friend. I was going to go with Taylor, uh, mm. hit him up, but he was out of town. Mm. Taylor, who was on the podcast actually for uh, a review of part one, of which oh. me and you did not like the movie, but Taylor liked oh. the movie a lot more than us, I think. I mean, I don't think I strongly disliked it, but I didn't like want to pay 1650 to see part two. Honestly, Sorry, I wouldn't guys. have seen this movie um, if there was anything else to see. <laughs> yeah, if there was anything else to see, I don't know if I would have saw this movie. But um, I'm just desperate to go back to the theater, you know. Right. See, I'm just not in that place. I'm desperate. I'm kind of down to like be able to watch stuff at home. I know that's a terrible thing to hear for most filmmakers, including yourself, probably. But it is nice mm. to just be here and I- in my comfortable home. But don't you just kind of sometimes don't you kind of just no. miss that like you know get yourself some popcorn? I have a really the good theater. popcorn maker. What about just like <laughs> the loudness factor and perhaps I just, like, just got a really good sound bar. Okay, but what about sort of just like the largeness of the screen? I just fa- ordered a new TV. You did, but it's like forty inches. That's pretty you- big for me. Okay, I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. Look, I get it. Some people love to watch their movies at home. I like to watch movies at home, but I still think that I like the balance. Keep I asking like... me if I like one. Okay. I, I mean, spot. don't you miss sort of like the curtains I opening? I just bought it? new curtains. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what about, don't you miss sort of like the creakiness of I the chair? I don't have any doors. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, chairs. You have no chairs. I mean, I just ordered a new couch. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. I think that's about that's all that's all there is to a movie theater. That's really. all I got. Yeah, that's all. Okay, and scene. Uh, anyways, yeah. So that's what I've been up to. I mean, I watched some movies recently. You did? Yeah. Did you know mm-hmm. that there was a new Woody Allen movie that came out in 2020? I did, and you know a rainy who day stars in it? Yeah, a one, little, two, three. Boy. Timothy Chalamet. I thought we were gonna say it together, but I guess I don't do that. We can do that though now. By the way, we can <laughs> live. We could. That's one thing. Look, I mean, I feel like shouldn't we find some things that like now we can finally do? Oh, this we didn't like do our like entrance. We talked about doing an entrance. We, we did do talk, that. Yeah, we talked about doing oh, an entrance. Shit. We'll do it next time. Okay, yeah. Yeah, there's um, a reason to tune in next time. No, we're going to do some segments, guys. Keep that in mind. <laughs> you should you should scoot in. You know, Anybody, you're like oh, yeah. hanging out the side right. here. Yeah, um, we are going to do start doing some things on this show now that we can get back on the live tip. We're going to start doing things. Well, we did a fun thing today before the show, and we're like, this would have been great for the show. It would have. Oh, yeah, that's true. But we didn't do it on the show. And then we were like, let's do this on the show at some point. Mm -hmm. What that was, we cannot say. No. But you'll see if you tune in. Yeah. That is true. I think, like, you know, perhaps even next episode, we might be ready to just test out a, a a a couple new nuggets. Could be. Um, Anyways, you saw some. You so saw, I watched. A, did you see the movie a Rainy Day in New York? No, I didn't. Um, uh, I'm. I am curious about it though. I mean, obviously, I love Timothy Chalamet as an actor. I have to say, it. it well, I really like Timothy Chalamet as well. Which it's, but then I feel like it also really depends on the director. <laughs> well, yeah. With him, because 
I did not love him in this movie. I'm sorry really? to say. Yeah. I mean, which is not to say that Woody Allen's a bad director, but for whatever reason, the way that Timothy was directed in this particular context, it just didn't completely work for me. I mean, maybe hmm. it was supposed to be kind of play-like or I don't know. I Isn't don't know if Woody it was Allen, the though? pandemic. No, I mean, yes, there is that element to uh, uh, like a lot of Woody Allen pictures, but it's not quite in the same way. Like there's a like a sophisticated act hmm. element to a lot of his other movies, but this one I felt like it was like a step down. Hmm. I hate to say it. I mean, I'm it was not entertaining. I'm the biggest fan of Woody Allen. I mean, I hate to say that, but <laughs> it's the truth. I mean, I like you know several of his movies but i just this one was like it was fun but it was also felt like i was watching kind of the disney channel version did, of did it. you see his other latest movie um alan versus pharaoh on hbo max the deep dive look into uh oh, his, his potential uh me too situation <laughs> right, me too. no but i would love to see that <laughs> it sounds interesting i mean here it's actually very good and very intense it's on what uh, channel hbo hey you know, it's. I mean, I, that was kind of a joke. It's a documentary series. No, it's obviously I, not his movie. And in fact, he was like trying to get it taken down. His and he new was picture. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was just trying to, you know, like. Just, I didn't. I, was just trying I to didn't Josh know about bit, that. Yeah. I want to see that. Wait, really? It, yeah. It came out like a couple months ago. It's like a, uh, like a mini series or whatever, a mini documentary series. It's like three wow. or four episodes, you know. And I guess it's got a lot of interviews with um, uh, what's her name? Something Pharaoh. Mia Farrow. Mia Farrow, sorry. Uh, his daughter um, into, you know. No, Mia Farrow was his wife. Oh, Mia, yeah. Look, I, clearly I need to watch the documentary because <laughs> I don't know shit about the, I actually, I know a little bit, but it's, it's I don't really remember the details um, other than, you know, seems not good for, for Mr. Woody Allen. Well, I was, yeah, I think that I remember seeing an interview with Timothy Chalamet talking yeah. about how he was like, or there were, there was a lot of, I don't know, questioning around the Woody Allen situation a couple of years ago, I guess. Mm -hmm. And uh, Timothy Chalamet was doing an interview where he was like hesitant to say anything mm -hmm. controversial about Woody Allen because he's like, I really want to work with him. <laughs> and oh, look, no, he, he ended up not. doing that. Oh, no, no. What? No. No, uh, uh, quite the opposite. I think maybe you must, you, maybe you were watching like an older interview, but when, no, this movie was shot actually like three or four years ago. This was shot um, right around the time of Calling By Your Name. Uh, I believe it was like the one that he shot right afterwards and it was held from being released because of all the stuff that was coming out about Woody Allen at the time. And um, so Amazon dropped it or someone dropped it. Someone had the had, had like the exclusive rights to the movie they dropped it and um then this movie didn't come out until like very recently through some other kind of like it was on amazon it's hosted on amazon but it's not like presented by amazon yeah it know? is it's an amazon uh i rem picture? i think that it was like amazon studios was the opening thing really i'm pretty sure it's a rainy day in new york right yeah a rainy day in new york i think um, well i'll look i'll look into it but um anyways but he did i remember an article basically where he was like um, that like he regrets <laughs> uh, working with Woody Allen and that he don't he like donated a bunch of money to um, to like basically some sort of me too affiliated uh, really? thing it, because because he felt so interview? bad about like being a part of Woody Allen's productions. <laughs> 
I remember an interview where he was like, I really want to work with Woody Allen or something like that. And then there was something about me too. Okay, maybe I'm saying it wrong. Shoot. <laughs> there you go. People. I mean, he, I he very, it's not true. He very uh, much did not promote this movie. I mean, he like, no, no, I, it was, it was before I think he was in the movie or I thought like, cause he was talking about wanting to work with him. Mm. And then I don't know, <laughs> maybe I'm getting it wrong then. Or maybe uh, I'm remembering yeah. it incorrectly, but I I do remember an interview where he said that he wanted to work with Woody Allen. <laughs> right. And that, I don't know. So Amazon Studios did drop it. Uh, so the film was completed in 2018. Amazon Studios dropped it. They were going to release it at the time, but then a bunch of stuff came out about Woody Allen. Uh, and then some kind of like, some other thing called mpi media group and signature entertainment <laughs> are the ones who released it so it kind of got like yeah signature right that's right but then but they're pretty like not they're not like of some big movie company they're, no no no. i know but did i see it on amazon yes I did. oh yeah of course you saw it on amazon but amazon hosts plenty of movies that they don't produce you know what i mean right right but i mean they're did I, a, but i for some reason i remember maybe i'm i thought that that like you know the you know how they have I, that thing where it's like Amazon Studios and then it just shows yeah. like a whole thing. <laughs> I'm really thinking that they wouldn't keep that on though if they dropped it. I feel like it, it was. Okay, I could be so, wrong. Perhaps so. Anyway, so the movie was not not great then, sounds like. Uh, it was okay. <laughs> it was kind of fun. Okay. <laughs> I mean, but I, it wasn't my favorite. And I, yeah, for some reason, I just wasn't believing Timothy Chalamet in this movie. Like he kind of embodied what i thought he was going to be like before i ever even saw him in any movies like when i saw him in the preview for calling by by your name i thought he seemed like a total like tween kind of whatever really yeah but then when i saw him in the movie i was like holy shit this kid's like legit you know and that i thought he was really good mm -hmm. and then i saw him in the king and i thought he was excellent in that yeah but then i saw him in other other movies like beautiful boy and i was like oh my god this is well, and cringeworthy. Your, and your favorite uh, Little Women. Oh, yeah. I did not like him in these movies. I just felt know, like... You know what's up next for... Uh, or not really up next, but the latest news on his casting. What? Did you hear? No. It's going to be Willy Wonka. <laughs> oh, God. They're doing another one of those? That's horrible. <laughs> Even as a Timothy Chalamet supporter, <laughs> dreamer, you could say. Wait, is he going to play Willy Wonka? He's going to fucking play Willy Wonka. Oh my God! What a that mistake! Is putrid. What an absolute mistake! He's way too young. Way too young. I mean, maybe they're gonna make it some sort of like fucking origin story there's or some shit. No, oh, there's just no way. But that's God, work. God. Well, forbid. actually, if it's an origin story, that might be a little more interesting. I mean, if they're just trying to remake the original, I'm just gotta say, don't do it. Yeah, I say don't do it as well. <laughs> it's like don't ruin a good thing. They already did. Oh, I know. And don't ruin it a, a second. Don't time. ruin it again. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I think it's already going to beat Gene Wilder. <laughs> no, no, no one ever will. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just unnecessary. Yeah, I think it is not the original plot, but I don't know if they've necessarily said what it is. Mm. I can only assume, though, like he's so young. Like, I can't imagine. I yeah, I it's got to be some sort of origin story. Or but anyway, yeah, I just I didn't love him in that. But then I watched uh, Cafe Society, which actually I haven't completely finished, but What's that? I was planning on uh, that's another Woody Allen movie that came out. I'm not sure what year, but it's with. Um, uh, but uh, oh, my God, why am I blanking on his name? Um, you know, kid who was in the social network and oh. Squid and the Whale. 
uh, <laughs> um, and the guy who plays Mark Zuckerberg. Yes. <laughs> I know. What um, um, why am I blanking on his name? Um, oh my God. Oh, Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. Thank you. And uh, Kristen Stewart and uh, Blake Lively mm-hmm. and uh, Steve Carell. Mm-hmm. Pretty fun. Okay. I think Jesse Eisenberg is a very good actor. He has he never disappointed me. Um, you know, as a young, like a young actor type. I don't know how he's probably around the same age as Timothy Chalamet. Well, he's probably a little no, older. No, 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 not not in real life, but like in the film. Well, he's probably a little older. Uh, when he was in Cafe Society, like versus oh. how old Timothy Chalamet is. I mean, I, I don't know. He could be older, but he definitely did not irritate me. <laughs> like he doesn't have that like tween vibe, you know. I feel like he has. He just I take him. But the weird thing is, is like Timothy Chalamet is totally. He seems like just a really good, serious actor in these other movies. So it's weird. I feel like it really depends on the director for him. <laughs> well, he is reuniting with Luca Guadagnino for his next movie, though, which is supposed to be sort of like a... There's very few details, but it seems like it's going to be like a dark, twisted kind of comedy something or other. Oh, cool. Um, and Timothy Chalamet is... Uh, and it's going to be his first movie that he shot in America, Luca Guadagnino. Um, oh. apparently they're shooting in new york or something or like in the state of new york i don't think it's new york new york um wait but did he not shoot where did he shoot that tv sh- the show on hbo we are who we are yeah uh that was not america oh, uh, that it's was on a ba- yeah it's like whatever. yeah it's like a Take base italy it, yeah oh yeah yeah it's yeah right. it's, it's in italy in fact i think almost everything he shot it was in italy he he loves italy mm, wait suspiria though isn't that doesn't oh, that yeah. take place in like Germany? Germany? But did he well, shoot? Well, it takes in place in Germany. I don't know where they actually shot. Well, anyways, he yeah, he's he's obviously shot. I believe all of his films in Europe. Um, he's never shot in America because I remember seeing like a an interview where he was like talking about how he was, he was excited be, to to kind of use like his American director influences, I guess, in this because he felt like he he was kind of pushing those aside for other influences, and he was he was talking about how he was kind of going to use that for. This next film. I'm forgetting the name, but um, it's Luca Guadagnino's next film, which he's shooting right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, anything, anything else, else in your life? I mean... <laughs> in these days. Well, I mean, the child is coming. Yeah, I feel like, coming. you know, our last July episode... 8th. July 8th, huh? In theaters. <laughs> in theaters, this July. Everywhere. Yeah. Um, uh, yes, my I, child is coming. I, I feel like that... Um, so I'm in the last month perhaps glossed over with our last episode considering that our last episode was barely aired um <laughs> but right. you know now that we are like actually this one. Yeah. <laughs> no we're live we're live and well, i know we're and live but you know we're late as well we are late. <laughs> Very I mean, look, late we're not gonna we're gonna really not try and be you know late or laggy anymore but we're just we're figuring things out guys yeah. this is the first of no more episodes <laughs> where we will screw up as much as we did. <laughs> uh, someone just commented, Juju Cortez says, not to break the flow, but uh, but love the podcast. Knew it was the one for me when I heard the negative review of Perfume and congrats on the baby. I didn't give, I did not give Perfume a negative review. Yeah, I think we were fairly positive. But look, if you didn't like it and we did and you're still here. Fuck you. <laughs> I was going to say um, the, quite the opposite of fuck you. At least you did something right by hanging out. <laughs> 
Um, but uh, but thanks, Juju Cortez, for sticking sticking through so even much. even through our disagreements. You know. Yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed Perfume as a movie and as a book. Yeah. Um, but baby, do you want to speak to the baby, Laura? Yes. Hi, child. <laughs> Perhaps you'll watch this in the future. Um, yeah. What's the first Totally Tell Me episode that you're going to play for your child? Mm, don't know any favorites could any? be a lot until that time comes do you think that we should that have emerge? the baby on maybe like as a guest well, at what point can can uh he, what have you said the gender is there a gender it's reveal? a boy okay it's a boy i was gonna let you put those words in in my mouth yes. um <laughs> we're calling him a boy he does have the male genitalia there we go and that's as According far as to the can, ultrasound that's really as far as you can take it. That's as far as I can take it. It's up to them. <laughs> to them. Um, but no. I will say. What? Uh, yeah. At what point? At what point can we have them on? You think uh, month month one? Day one. <laughs> minute one. <laughs> we'll be there. You're just going to call me up right after birth. Blazing. Like, hey, come on over. <laughs> it's I'm gonna, time for the no, podcast. I want you standing by with camera in hand. <laughs> okay. Oh, in fact. And action. <laughs> Should we just have the should you just have the baby on air or what? Could be. Okay. Could be. His first words will be Hey <laughs> today. <laughs> that would be uh, some that would really like you come know come out of the womb screaming that. Right. That would really um, carry on your lineage, I think. Be like, so how was your birth? <laughs> hey today. Right. We could review his birth. birth. <laughs> We I will say, oh, you know what some other stuff I've watched recently has been <laughs> our birth videos. <laughs> no kidding. I'm not joking. Um, really? Yeah. Anton and like I have been YouTube? making an effort. To, well, some on YouTube. Yes. Which are interesting. But some just like documentary style ones. Like there was this one movie called it's a documentary called I think it's called Seven Births or something like that, where it, hmm. it go. It shows seven different women births <laughs> um and you see all of it you see the heads coming out of the vaginas and everything i do believe it's you hardcore would. and you see like different situations so there's some where you know they give birth in a hospital and there's some where they give birth at home mm-hmm. and some who decide to take an epidural and some who go completely nat- natural mm-hmm. and um, oh so is this to sort of just like give you a range of the experiences range of light Okay. <laughs> no yeah it's supposed to give me the range of experience and um mm-hmm. and just kind of be prepared to see like what i can expect from what i'm choosing to do which is to give yeah. birth in a hospital mm-hmm. um and um, with or without drugs or do you prefer definitely to with drugs. okay <laughs> i mean i was thinking it would be a good opportunity to just be able to like yeah, legally get high no. absolutely <laughs> uh i don't know i mean i'm thinking that i'll probably want to go with that but i you know i, I think that you really have to kind of be prepared for anything to yeah. be possible right because um, it could be quick could be long it could be yeah and like i don't i'm trying not to get too attached to one way of it going down because mm-hmm. From what I've heard from other women who have recently had children or are going to have children, like a lot of them, their plan did not happen the way that they had planned. Mm-hmm. So um, and sometimes, you know, some of them were really upset by it or like they really wanted it to be a very specific way. And at the end of the day, they were just like glad that their child was healthy, you mm-hmm. know, and yeah. that was the bottom line. Whereas like some women who end up having to have a C-section, for example, and they really wanted to give birth, not like through their vagina, mm-hmm. um, 
like they're they're upset in the moment and they're like crying or whatever but really it's like the baby is just born how it needed to be born and it's healthy and safe at the end of the day and so even though it's like you know they have to heal through being having a c-section or whatever it's still just you know a good thing that the baby's alive (laughs) has has watching have have watching these videos uh calmed your nerves or like do you feel like it's made you more nervous or more what? nervous more for nervous? sure okay. yeah so have you stopped because okay, maybe wait. you should stop no, well <laughs> oh man we watched this other video called orgasmic birth which was definitely wow a scene that was like women like some who, women will have orgasms yeah it was about well it's women who have orgasms during birth well not wow. every okay it showed like all these different women giving birth and some of them didn't have orgasms, but one of them totally, I mean, multiple of them did, but the one at the end is like really hardcore and it's kind of embarrassing to watch because <laughs> it's like good for her that she got to have an orgasm, but I don't know if I want to look like that while I'm giving birth. <laughs> what, did she, what did she look like? Was it like? She was like, oh my God. <laughs> she had her eyes were crossed. She looked like she was like on E. I like mean, like a cartoon version of a of an orgasm. She was like, yeah, like you know, they have to breathe and stuff. <laughs> yes, exactly. She's like, <sighs> did it start it's like, like pain and then it became pleasure or what? No, it was like pleasure the whole time. I guess. Wow. At least from what they showed, this was a movie that was like highly seemingly against hospital births, mm. very biased and just didn't really they might have shown one hospital birth and made it look really bad Mm -hmm. um but i feel like yeah they were very much in favor of like you know being in your own environment and you know being surrounded by women who were like intuitive as opposed to you know sterile uptight doctors which Mm -hmm. like as if all doctors are uptight and you know like not intuitive or not compassionate or not uh you know, able to, or like sympathetic or whatever. I mm-hmm. mean, it's, they're not mutually exclusive, you know what I mean? So I just, anyway, I thought it was interesting, but it was also kind of funny and entertaining to watch are women you, who were supposedly having orgasms during birth. Right. Is it, uh, are you going to film the birth? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I mean, know. I guess I don't have to ask you all these on the podcast I don't know if, I if you want, would rather I, not. No, it's fine. If <laughs> okay. There's a lot of, uh, you know, you can ask questions, but I don't uh, know the answers all. Uh, all I'm saying is, you know, feel free to say, you know, no comment. if, if uh, No, I don't know if we're going to. I mean, I really just have to see how I feel because, yeah, after watching these videos, like it is just so hardcore. I mean, yeah. Just to like see it coming out, you know yeah that's real my mom i asked because my mom just today texted me because they've been cleaning out um the garage their garage was like full of stuff Mm -hmm. so they've been slowly getting rid of stuff and she texted me um uh that they found some old tapes and she goes one one's marked as alex's birth sounds like a great father's day viewing lol (laughs) (laughs) so i very well might be seeing alex's birth on any given Sunday in this, in this month of June. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah and I you think could too is what I'm saying. I mean, I'm saying like basically, you know. We could have that for yeah. Father's Day. Yeah. If you ever, if you wanted to invite me over on any given Sunday in July, perhaps. We could review so. that for Total right. <laughs> yeah, <we could>. um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but I just, uh, I don't know. What was I going to say? <clears throat> yeah. I just, I, uh, it's, in, yeah, it's, 
You know, one thing I do know is this. I do not want to have to wear the hideous hospital gowns that they give you at the hospital. So I'm really trying to find like a good outfit to give birth in. <laughs> Wait, but what if you're just not in the outfit and then all of a sudden your water breaks and you're like, oh, fuck, I got to go right now. Are you going to be like, behold one second. That's Let me not get on how my, it works in real dress. life, apparently. Like the what? whole, oh, my God, my water broke thing. That's very rare, apparently. Like that doesn't often happen. It's only in the movies. So, I mean, it happens a little bit, I mean, on occasion, but usually you go into labor first, apparently, or like hmm. it's better if you go into labor first and then your water breaks, because mm -hmm. if your water breaks, then it could be really dangerous for the baby. Well, it's not that dangerous for the baby, but you don't have you're like on a real time crunch to like have the baby because right. it's not being protected by the amniotic fluid. But right. OK. Point okay. being, I guess I'm learning some. Yeah, I learned a lot from this, this experience. <laughs> I only know movies, really. I only knew movies, too. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I do know that they had really good outfits like in like between like 1500 and 1700, mm -hmm. like 80. And I want one of those outfits. <laughs> wow. Well, so, 15 and 1800, I would say. So what are you trying to like track some of these down on? Yeah, I'm just, Etsy I wish something? they could just make, okay, for those of you who've watched Outlander, <laughs> when Jamie's sister gives birth, I love what she's wearing. It's basically just a simple white gauze gown, very loose, very comfortable fitting. It has like a tie around the neck. And mm -hmm. so it's just really... It's convenient and it seems like an elegant thing to wear. I mean, it's just why do hospitals have to go out of their way to create the ugliest possible gown <laughs> imaginable? Even watching this know. movie, it was kind of interesting to see like just how I mean, you see it a lot, but it's just interesting that there used to be more of like a, a real outfit for for nurses and doctors and stuff. Totally. Like in this movie in Harold and Maude, like when mm -hmm. they're wearing those little caps or whatever. Oh, yeah. I'm just thinking I myself know. like. No, like uniform costumes were like so much better before today's times. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> or, you know, before like the 80s, basically. Or, well, before the 70s, I would say. Mm -hmm. Like pre-70s, there were pretty good outfits for things. And then it mm -hmm. just all went downhill. I don't know why. So you're going to throw on your birthing dress. Um, <laughs> I'm trying gonna, to get what one. What about that little tiara? Is that going to... Or, you know, the, the one that crown. I wore for yeah, the crown. I don't think I can wear that during the birth. Oh, okay. It's and you could. Thing. I mean, you could. I might. Yeah, you could. <laughs> I don't know. I do. <laughs> what about look baby's good, first movie? Have you thought about that? Well, I don't know about about their first movie, but I'm excited to show them all the weird stuff that I grew up watching, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like Strange Tales, and <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. I just I watched a lot of weird dark horror movies as a kid, and I feel like it was a good thing. Mm -hmm. But I guess there's just gonna come a day here where you know, uh, maybe the first movie few, will all be uh, yeah. The 1985 version of uh, the, the like made for TV live action version of Alice in Wonderland. Mm -hmm. Could be. Could be. Could be. Yeah. Could scare him <laughs> depending on what age. Have you seen it? Uh, you're talking about the, the live the, the live action one? From 1985. Like with puppets? Mm, not really puppets. It's like with actors dressed as like animals and oh. stuff. Oh, maybe I have. I've seen many versions of Alice Wonderland because I used to love just that story. And so I would, uh, as a kid, I did watch actually many versions, but I don't know. Maybe I guess I the Jabberwocky that. is a puppet, but like the uh, all the other, most of the other characters are like actors. I was thinking of, um, what is his name? Like Sphinkinator? What? Sphinkenmeyer? Jan Sphinkmeyer. <laughs> yeah. 
Sphincter. Yeah, oh, that like the stop motion. No, that's yeah. not from the eighties. That's from the nineties, I think. Actually, oh, okay, well, maybe well, early two I mean, thousand. Um, what do you want from me? The one that's just called Alice. But no, that's. I think that's a little too slow for the child. No, the nineteen eighty five. What about like Barney? Hell's no. What about like uh, Hell's Powerpuff no? Girls? My child will not be allowed to watch that. I mean, maybe SpongeBob. Sure. Oh, really? Yeah. I like SpongeBob. I mean, no, that's fine. But I'm not gonna like. I don't want them to watch stupid shit. What about that? Um, what's that? What's that? What's that big thing right now? Um, maybe it's not even big anymore. You mean the, Pokemon? The, the pit, the pig one. Peppa, Peppa the pig. Don't know that. I probably should, but I don't. <laughs> well, it's all the rage, I think, with um, newborns. Really? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, I don't know. I think I think it's big with very young kids, but I don't know it. Newborns, I don't think uh, they have much of a of a vote. They don't get they don't get to vote. Yeah. Until you know, no. Turn two. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways. I don't know, but I do think it will be important to like just really just. Just pour a bunch of information into their brain that I feel is good. Like you really I mean, get cinema mold. wise, you, get, you really just get to mold. I know it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I'm excited. Your I'm new excited. project. I got all these cute things for the baby at this point. I mean, like, so I had a baby shower, which was fun up here in the Bay Area. For those in LA, don't worry, it's coming. Um, <laughs> I showered you with one gift. Did you I get my know, gift? I haven't gotten it yet. So for yeah, I I saw what you got, and it's this amazing white ship kite Mm -hmm. so it's like a kite that's a ship like a pirate ship and it's really cool and you Uh know what's funny is my brother was gonna get that for me he's like oh i got you something from your registry and i thought because they're you know they're i i I thought he was gonna get me that Mm because i thought he would think it was really cool and he's like i saw that and i did think it looked really cool but i was like what's a baby gonna do with a kite (laughs) and i'm like dude it's not to be used as a kite it's a decorative piece for their nursery mormon and And i will say i actually remember at like i guess as a baby or maybe a very young child things like hanging in my room and and enjoying looking at them yeah you enjoy as a baby things hanging in your room looking at them just look up and enjoy he's like well i didn't know you were gonna like hang it in the room i was like of course i'm gonna hang it in the room he's like i mean i thought it would be a cool thing to fly as a kite i was like well one can fly it as a kite later on in life but i mean (laughs) Dude, it's all about hanging stuff in their room. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Did you know I was going to hang it in the room? Oh, I figured it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I figured it was like exactly. A, perhaps See, like not. Smart. Perhaps like not just above the crib because I assume that's going to be reserved for more of like a mobile. It is. I actually have some mobiles <laughs> on the lip. Did you see the mobiles? Uh, I did. Yeah, they looked great too. They but, are. Good. But I figured this kite would just be like you know mobile adjacent. It would be mobile adjacent. It's right. going to be more like in the corner. <laughs> corner, you know, that's good enough. But it's definitely a good piece to have in the room as a decorative item that will be noticed and observed by many, including <laughs> the baby. <laughs> and you know what? Sometimes these are just equally for the mother. They are. You know? <laughs> and I the father. I would have to say that most of the stuff on the baby shower list was for me. Right. <laughs> like. It's, it's, it adds to the experience, you know. That. Right. No, there's so many fun things I'm really excited about. Like the dinosaur, like the brass dinosaur knobs that I put on. I don't know if you saw those, but I got these like. Well, I put, so there's pewter ones and brass ones, but they're like these knobs that go like on drawer. You can put them on drawers and they're like in the shape of dinosaurs. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I got them. You got them. I got other stuff too. I got like, yeah, I got all kinds of cute things. (laughs) The child is going to look like an elven gnome. Of course. Of course. (laughs) 
and his clothes are gonna look like that too <laughs> i cannot i think wait. i can't wait honestly. at least for his newborn stuff <laughs> the i don't know yeah this kid will be decorated he will be a well-decorated child <laughs> <laughs> um should we get to this movie or we what? can we could yeah i mean <laughs> sure i guess that was more or less else um i mean perhaps there will be and you know i'm certainly happy to take a sidetrack moment right, at any right. moment that you have something i mean feel free but perhaps we could begin talking i didn't really have a chance to like look up too many details so i'm vamping as the pros say right now as i pull up a wikipedia article um you mean about the 1971 American coming of age dark comedy drama titled Harold and Maude? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> directed, directed by, by Hal Ashby, Ashby and released by Paramount Pictures. It incorporates elements of dark humor and existentialist drama. You know that one. Mm-hmm. Um, well, need I say more? It's 1971 dark comedy existential drama. <laughs> I mean, this is a well-loved cult film yeah. by many, but I had never seen it until today. Uh, this is well, just I hadn't movie. seen it either until today. So there you go. Somehow we both missed it, which is a little surprising, just given, I think it's importance in, like, specifically in the circles of films and artists that I think that we kind of gravitate towards. Right. Um, Like, it's a pretty beloved dark comedy, which is very much my thing. Um, And kind of like a indie, I don't know, I guess it's like... Well, it's a cult. Yeah, yeah, a cult classic, I suppose you could say. Um, but yeah, Harold and Maude, if you don't know, um, it's about a young boy who is obsessed with death, um, who, uh, his name's Harold and he meets, uh, an older woman named Maude and, uh, they sort of find, uh, uh, they, they begin to bond, I think over, they both are attending funerals and that's how they meet and they kind of bond, I think over this different way that they're looking at life and death, um, and yeah, so it came out in 1971. Obviously, uh, I actually don't know how well it did at the time, but um, certainly over the years, it's become uh, quite well known. Uh, oh, and it was shot in San Francisco, which I I guess I vaguely knew, but kind of forgot until um, a couple landmarks kind of came in. Not even really big landmarks, but landmarks, if you live in San Francisco, you would know them. Mm-hmm. Um but anyways, yeah, Harold and Maude. Um, what did you think, Laura? It was cute. I liked it. I mean, it, yeah, that was nice. It was a nice movie. I liked it. I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Hmm. What about you? <laughs> I thought it was great. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I thought uh, there was... <laughs> it, the humor is was very much, I think, humor that I like. Um I think right out the gate, uh, I was intrigued by Harold as a character. Um, yeah, I thought that was... some great setups. He I was think, a good actor. Yeah, he was... Yeah, I actually, I thought... Worked. His acting especially was really good. Um, yeah, he really, like, just did that well. <laughs> he he has the look, for one. Right. Um, he's, you know, he's like a Timothy Chalamet of the 70s, I suppose you could say. Uh, kind of. <laughs> No, I just mean like, you know, he's got that youthful um charm, you know. He's uh he's got he's just got that uh, you know, he's got that je ne sais quoi. He is. reminded me of Malcolm McDowell kind of. So who is You know from uh, Clockwork Orange. Oh. 
Yeah, right. I guess since you say that. Well, his eyes really looked like that. Yeah, he's got them big old bug eyes. Yeah. Um, Same with like, uh, who else is? There's that show Sex Education on Netflix. He looked a lot like the main dude in there. I haven't seen that. Is that I mean, him? it's kind of, no. I saw, I think really. I saw the, uh, you know, the picture for it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, back to Harold and Maude though. I feel like... Um, there's some absurd kind of elements that go beyond, I think, reality um, <clears throat> that were kind of like hard to gauge if we're supposed to believe. <laughs> yeah, like believe some of the stuff that's happening. Right. Um, so that was kind of like, I guess, I, I guess you're supposed to read it just like quirky and fun. But I, I felt at times it sometimes veered into like, I'm not really... I'm not really sure if I was supposed to like think that was funnier or something or like think that was wilder. And but I also feel like um there was pretty shocking moments in this movie as a 2021 like you know film that I feel like maybe there maybe there's this element of the fact that this is now 50 years old. 50 years ago I would assume that a lot of the content in this movie would have been really shocking. Um, for one, just like having a child or not, re- he's not really a child, but like having a young kid, um, in like various in- endangered situations, um, like pretty brutal situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, what other things that I think, I guess we'll just get to in the spoilers, but, um, I could see how this movie would, would have rocked some boats for its time. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I mean, do you it agree? was. I I was just reading that it was res- had a lot of mixed reviews, and I think that it did upset some critics. Uh, in I a could assume way. Um, I I would assume so. I mean, um, Roger Roger Ebert in a review dated January first gave the film a one and a half out of four stars. Um. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of an. I mean. Yeah, some critics were offended by the film's dark humor that I'm reading yeah. about it. But. Well, I think it's pretty dark. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would imagine for its time, it would have definitely been considered pretty edgy. So. Yeah, I think it stands out. I mean, what the uh, I, I was trying to think of like other movies that were coming out around this time, and I think actually Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory also came out in 71, right? Or like 70, 70 or 71? Right around then. I'm not sure exactly. Um, really? But I feel like that also that had a dark comedic oh, element to it yeah. but not as like um yeah right. overtly 1971 I, I i guess i was just trying to think of like other movies in this time to mm-hmm. relate because willy wonka i think was probably a little more accepted well, those i feel like willy wonka kind of slips in the, cre- the yeah. creepy yeah. and is able to sort of hide behind yeah the non-creepy <laughs> yeah because there's a lot of that movie that is not very dark but right. then there's these moments that are very very dark right and you're kind of like where'd that come from but then yeah. you're also like wa- walking away from it going maybe that part didn't even really happen but i also <laughs> you know just feel I mean? like it kind of it kind of places this film a little bit because i oddly enough was just thinking of willy wonka as i was watching it i don't know if it's just because i was hearing that willy wonka news mm. but it kind of places the movie in a way because it's like if that I think there's just something about early 70s films that people were kind of like they're uh, there's kind of these like bizarre 
things that happen in them that aren't really explained or are pretty big tonal shifts. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was just a lot of experimentation, which is like large tonal shifts or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, cause Willy Wonka also had these pretty jarring tonal shifts and it was like never really addressed. It's just kind of like, but I don't oh, know if this is. movie is like tonally shifting that much. I feel like it kind of, it just starts, it kicks off in a pretty like dark way and, mm-hmm. It doesn't ever really come out of that. It, I mean, it kind of stays there and wanders through that tone in various aspects of it. You know what I mean? I guess that's true. I, the ways that I felt like it was um, shifting tone, I think, were more when it was shifting out of dark comedy into being... Um, more of like just a romance. Yeah. Yeah. Like kind of uh, ser- a, little more, a little more serious drama, I suppose. Because mm-hmm. then it was like, I don't know, it was kind of... It felt weird a little bit. It's and always weird, but it's like, I think it is pretty weird from the beginning. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like to establish a tone of weirdness from the beginning enables you to kind of like do whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so when it goes into, I feel like the more dramatic, serious scenes, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it is weird, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's okay because it was already weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? We have a comment from uh, Jared Floyd uh, who said the tunnel scene in Willy Wonka was bizarre. Did you guys ever read the Ro- the Roa Doll books? Yes, um, I was did obsessed you read, with him as a kid. <laughs> did you read Willy Wonka or? Mm-hmm. And I read his adult one of his adult books, which is called Kiss Kiss, a collection of short adult stories. Is really weird and dark. Well, I read it when I was like in junior high school. So to me, I remember that book being really creepy and scary, mm-hmm. and it was like. Yeah, not really for kids. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, I remember reading The Witches and mm-hmm. a couple others, James and the Giant Peach, I think I read and really loved. I uh, loved I The Twits. Re- did you ever read The Twits? I think I did, yeah. That was my favorite. Yeah, I, I did love him as a kid, uh, as, a kid as well. Um, and yeah, the tunnel scene in Willy Wonka, I don't even think that's in the book though, right? Isn't that just something that they added? Um, I don't remember. For the movie? <laughs> I mean, I, probably. Because that was a scene that I also, I mean, I love that sequence and that sequence was kind of like uh i don't know very very much etched in my memory as a kid i, I loved it mm-hmm. um but yeah i think uh i think that was like something that was added by that director uh for the movie i could be wrong yeah but um but yeah so anyways harold and Maude, though dark and i and i think some of those intro sequences even now i was a bit shocked by some of the um I don't know. I, I guess I'm trying to like dance around. I don't want to spoil anything. I know this is like a 50 year old movie, but <laughs> uh, and a cult classic, really. Um, so I think many people have seen it. But um, I don't know. Maybe we should get into spoilers. Or did you sure. have more? more to I say? mean, yeah. I, Actually, I, let's I'll talk just... briefly about the music because that's not really a spoiler. Oh sure. What did you What did you think of the music? It was good. Cat Stevens, sure. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I liked it a lot. I liked the music a lot. Uh huh. Loved it actually, and I and I, I really liked, liked the mo- I one of my favorite scenes actually I think was when Maude was playing the piano. I don't think that's really a spoiler. Oh but, yeah. Um, I really loved that scene. Um, I felt like that was sort of um, a turning point for the characters, and I mm-hmm. love a good, you know, uh, scene that revolves around music. That's a turning point for characters. <laughs> I feel like that can really kind of. Um, 
raise the stakes in some sort of abstract emotional way that's kind of hard to describe but like sometimes i think when you throw a musical moment into things and it feels earned and deserved uh it can really elevate stuff and for me i don't know i really kind of was i was really feeling that scene like i felt like it was fun and really kind of showed who mod was especially in real and it even showed uh harold too and kind of his well uh, his his blossoming as a character yeah yeah like i think <laughs> i think there's a out. shift there yeah um i i really liked just like the montage sequences in this movie and how they were executed mm-hmm. like it just felt you know well directed and you know it wasn't like cheesy to me really mm-hmm. the montages you know which they ha- you know they yeah. can be <laughs> Like montage sequences have, I feel like are in danger of that sometimes, even though I enjoy them a lot usually, Mm -hmm. but I just felt like, yeah, it was just good. You know, I mean, it was, it's a good movie. (laughs) Was this, it was well directed. Was this based on a, oh, it was published as a novel in the same year. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. I think, um, well, that's interesting that it's based on a novel that came out the same year. Because what does that imply? Like, what was written first? They must have been, like, were they being written at the same time? Oh, right. Um, I don't know. <laughs> All it says on Wikipedia, um, because, Jared, I see your comment. I feel like a couple... Uh, Jared says, uh, I feel like a couple of those 70s authors put a lot of psychedelic metaphors in their stories. And, yeah, like, I guess there's some quasi-psychedelic feeling stuff in this movie it's not like overtly or anything but it just it, it's that vibe of like and then this and then that well it's like <laughs> you know? the 60s <laughs> yeah but also, i mean the like 70s the, was coming right off of no, like yeah, the yeah, late yeah. 60s where that was all the rage no i know i mean there i feel like that was just in the ether you know right um um well anyways i don't know i i it's hard to say i guess if um this movie was written before or after it seems like they're written around the same time um Carwin Davies says, holy shivers, that's 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 old as uh, oh, Karen. Sorry, as, I don't know. almost as old as me. Uh, well, look, I mean, let's get to spoilers. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's get to spoilers. Have some stuff. OK, yeah. So uh, if you have not seen uh, Harold and Maude. Oh, I forgot to even put up our little thing here. Uh, if you've not seen Harold and Maude um, and you care about spoilers, you should tune out because we are going to discuss the whole plot of the movie. Uh, including the ending and all all of that all of it so um you know if you're tuning out thanks for listening thanks for watching whatever you were doing and if you're still here great (laughs) thanks for joining us thanks i mean thanks for continuing i suppose but anyways uh with that in mind um how do you want to how do you want to kick that off uh well just i i wanted to like i kind of i'm i'm looking at this review that roger ebert gave and he says He gave the film one and a half out of four stars. He's saying, and so what we get finally is a movie of attitudes. Harold is death, Maude life, and they managed to make the two seem so similar that life's hardly worth the extra bother. Um, well, I guess just to compound that sentiment, even though I think what's wrong with that? <laughs> I think that in a lot of ways, Harold is life should, and Maude is death. Because like Maude has lived this life, like she's kind of, experienced life and she's like closer to death and Harold is like very much not experienced in life you know and he's just he's so embodies that adolescent you know obsession with death that it's like very much 
in the thick of the beginning of life, you know, the beginnings of life to me. And like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's like cliche to a point, you know what I mean? But at the same time, the way that they're express, expressing that cliche is, is pretty fresh and fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, for its time at least, like just with him acting out all these suicide yeah. um, scenarios, which is, and that's really entertaining because you're like, what's he going to do next? <laughs> yeah, it is entertaining. Um, uh, but that was obviously very much what I was kind of dancing around it in our non-spoiler section because I, I didn't really know about that. So I didn't want to spoil it for others if they didn't know. But yeah, I mean, Harold, uh, I mean, honestly, the opening scene <laughs> is a uh, fake suicide attempt um, in which he hangs himself. And then from there on out, there's many more scenes of Harold uh, faking his own death in front of his mother uh, and sort of in an attempt of at first I think you're trying to like figure out why he's doing it and to me I didn't at first I thought it was like oh is he trying to get her attention or whatever but it's actually more that like I don't know like does he want I think he just wants someone to understand him you know I think it's more just about he like he wishes that someone would like share this with him in some sort of way well, I think he does want to... He kind of explains it at the end when he talks about how he has died before or whatever. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. And he, like, his chemistry teacher, like, told his mom that he had died and she was devastated. And from that point on, he, like, decided that he liked death more than life because maybe that was the first time he ever really felt like his mother truly cared about him. Right. And she seems to kind of be very, you know, removed and, de- like, detached from him emotionally yeah and doesn't understand him at all which is very clear when like she's trying to set him up on these dates and stuff and so he feels like unseen by her and like maybe unloved and Mm -hmm. like Maude you know she pulls him out of that shell of like feeling invisible and Mm -hmm. um and you know maybe it is in a weird way him searching for a, a mother figure you know, like what they, what was it? Wait, did they say that in the movie where he was like, there was a mention when he was going to those psychiatrists after right. he announced that he was going to get married to Maud, right. where one of the psychiatrists was like, Oh, you know, there's a common thing amongst boys where subconsciously maybe they want to sleep with their mother, but it's especially weird that you want to sleep with your grandmother. Right. But there might be like some small element of truth to that because it's like he's basically vying for his mother's true attention Mm because she never really sees him, you know, despite all these extravagant like displays. Mm -hmm. And Maude sees him without without any extravagant display you know what i mean but she sees all like all these things you know and she brings out like his ability to see life and you know see the color in life and see like the beauty of just being or whatever um and uh and he falls in love with her Mm -hmm. which is yet again like i feel like there's two aspects of this movie that i think for its time um I don't know. It's, it was pretty shocking to me that this movie uh, came out in the 70s and was dealing with certain things like... Well, yeah. Uh, like to well, have a one, kid be with the woman. Like for, yeah. for there to be like the insinuation of there being a romantic relationship between these two. I mean, like there is a scene where they wake up in bed together. Right. And I'm like, Half do they naked. just fuck? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's very much implied that they <laughs> yeah. have sex. And so that's kind of definitely a bit risque. <laughs> yeah. Not only that, but I also just feel like the suicide attempts are more than just like the the initial hanging is already a little shocking 
but I actually feel like they get pretty graphic. Like the one where he's in the tub and like blood is splattered all over the walls. I feel like that's pretty, I mean, for its time, I feel like that's, that's quite a bit to, uh, you mean like the, the a, fake suicide when his mom walks in and she's like, this is it. This is too much. This is finally just too much for me. But it's like fake though. No, I know it's fake, but I guess like the idea of a young boy like committing suicide that violently, I think being in a in a movie, I think that would upset some some people like 50 years ago. I think that I would. It's funny because I would I, I kind of that thought crossed my mind. But then I was like. You know, death and horror has been like a mainstream genre for so long and has been, I mean, just m the idea of like murder and gore and all that kind of stuff has been a form of entertainment, you know what I mean? Like for the masses for decades. And, right. And so I didn't think it was like that, you know, shocking to see a scene like that that was actually clearly intended to be like, you know, comedic and fake, you know? I if it would have been, if it would have been like, framed and through the lens of being like real or like as if this was supposed to be taken as a real thing that happened in the movie as you know what i mean then that would have been different <laughs> yeah well I, I don't know i mean there was a couple of them i don't know about you but i i did think <laughs> i don't know i mean i guess it wasn't really going to make sense i thought it was just going to end up being a dream sequence but it felt like a couple of them were maybe actually going to be real mm -hmm. like uh for me when he took the gun out and was like loading it bullet right. by bullet. And then he pointed at the mom. I was like, wait, is he like actually going to shoot his mom? Cause right. I had, I had no idea what the plot was Right. for, for one. I thought maybe he was going to shoot his mom and then he puts it on himself. And I'm like, but weren't those like real bullets? I feel like that was the first one for me where it was like the magic trick of it was, I didn't understand how he would make it fake. Right. And so I was like, it was, that was the first one where it was starting to get a little confusing to me. Like, oh, okay, so this is just kind of beyond reality because how could he have faked that something like that? You know, like he must have had, what, like a blood pack for his head and then like fake bullets. I felt like Maybe it got so extreme <laughs> that it was getting a little confusing to me. Mm -hmm. You know, like uh like he walks over and sits down and then he chops off his hand and all of a sudden his hand is fake but it's like but how would he have you know what i mean like there was sort of these elements where you kind of just have to go with it <laughs> well i think that it's like maybe a lot of it is some fantasy stuff going on you know what i mean i don't know right but then um i don't know but people are reacting to it like right that's true the mom obviously is desensitized to it but then you get these outside perspectives with the dates and they're like very disturbed and running out of the room and all this right um jared commented fake suicide is also a big thing in ginger snaps which is a coming of age movie <laughs> well, hmm. <laughs> never seen it never seen it <laughs> um but i think i think it's more specifically about kids i think that was the element that i think is maybe a little more um shocking than it may have otherwise have been because i feel like kids usually are a little off limits when it comes to extreme violent acts in movies until more recently and now I feel I like don't know. kids what are about very... like the bad seed or but nothing extremely violent happens to her. Uh, I don't know. Does it? I don't know. No, I absolutely know. not. I think it's in fact that movie. No, there the were definitely premise... like I, I remember movies from hurt. the 70s. There was a movie with Brooke Shields. I forget what it's called, but she's like a child in it. And uh, wait, was it Brooke Shields? Oh, no, Jodie Foster. I forgot what it was called and I forget what happens, but like there's some stuff that happens. 
And then I guess it doesn't happen. I don't know if it happens to the kid, but what about like the omen? I mean. But yeah, again, what happens to the kid though? Because I, I feel I like the know. kid has been a source of evil for sure. That's true. But like it's pretty rare until I think maybe more like 90s is when it started to happen a little more where, you know, the kid like kids would die or and even less so violently die i feel like there's a, i mean i'm blanking right now but like i mean i don't want to i don't want to spoil a recent film that we both loved that involved a kid dying in a pretty shockingly oh, violent yeah. way <laughs> I know but that was shocking even still like even now well yeah you just but don't it's expect also that. like i don't i think it really is about like the tone and the execution you know what i mean it's not just like there yeah. being blood and there being a kid. It's like how, with what kind of impact and force is being, sure, you know, displayed. Well, anyways. Um, anyway. <laughs> let's, uh, what else? What else is there to talk about? the hero and all that. The spoiler. Should um, we talk about the ending maybe? Sure. Um, I think maybe just to briefly summarize, uh, Maude in the end uh, reveals that she has taken some pills, I guess, or drugs of some kind that are going to kill her. We don't really know. She doesn't say like specifics, right? Mm -hmm. um, but we just, we know that she takes these pills and she's planning to die in a matter of hours. And she's kind of like revealing this information to Harold uh, that very night. Um, so then Harold, and this is right after Harold has kind of professed his love for her. So he rushes her to the hospital and the, um, the hospital attempts to save her, but she dies. And then Harold. We at the same time that we're seeing all that, Harold is now like driving off into the distance, and we're not really sure what he's doing. And then his car flies off the edge of a cliff. Uh, but then the last kind of reveal is that he, uh, I guess, <laughs> somehow jumped out of the car at the last second. Um, and then he kind of like plays the banjo as he walks off. The banjo being something that um, Maud uh, gave him and was kind of like giving some importance to. What do you think of that? Right. Um, it was cool. <laughs> I don't know. I it's I it makes you wonder if it's like def definitely makes you wonder what's in his head and what's not because yeah. Do you feel like you interpreted that that maybe he did die? Mm, no, I think maybe he just never was in the car doing all that. Like maybe it was all just like a fantasy or something like that. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like. He wanted to do those things, but he didn't actually. Well, it's like, well, it's what one, one thing that's interesting is like when they were in the car, when Maude was like driving all recklessly and stuff. I mean, many times. Mm -hmm. um, if you look at Harold's expressions, he's like scared of dying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, well, thinking, I don't think he really wants to die. I don't think that's ever really been part of but his he thing. But he thinks he does. You know what I mean? I think that he thinks he wants to die. Right. But like he is scared of death, you know what I mean? And um, but I think you were on. He likes to when, fantasize about death, you know. Yeah, but I think you already described it pretty well, which is it's. I think really what he loves about death is seeing someone. I don't know, like seeing him. his mom care about him. Like he, it sounds like yeah, like all he really wants is someone to to care about him. Maybe. And maybe he's like lacked that or something. And, well, he also probably is dis disillusioned and disenchanted with, like, what he thinks life is. He hasn't really seen, like, I mean, all he sees is just the very sort of superficial aspects of life, you know, and mm -hmm. kind of, like, how superficial other people seem to be. Right. And so he thinks that he doesn't want any of that. But, um, you know, 
when it comes down to it, he's afraid to die, you know, mm-hmm. um, cause he never, he hasn't really lived. And then, you know, Maude comes along and is like this life force in a way, but she's like going to die soon. <laughs> and, uh, well, I don't know. And she also is sort of living life to the fullest right sort of because she knows she's gonna die maybe or whatever yeah there's also some unanswered questions like yeah like why is she not getting arrested i mean it definitely makes you think that none of this is real (laughs) well i just again that's kind of what i was insinuating when we were talking about like it's hard to figure out what the line is for reality in this movie because Mm -hmm. again yeah it's like it's unrealistic obviously that um she's not getting arrested for like all these crazy things that she's doing, especially with cars. She's stealing a car every, every other scene. Um, and it certainly is like, I get that it's for kind of the comedy of it all. And I think overall the tone is, is fairly consistent with its absurdity, but then it also kind of asks you to, uh, place these characters in a reality, which it seems like the movie wants to place this in, you know, true reality. Uh-huh. So some of that stuff was a little confusing to me because it does kind of take you out of reality. Because like, yeah, I mean, how, there's no way. I mean, we're talking like felonies and, you know, car thefts and she's like stealing a police car and and it never really gets explained. But again, it's like, I don't really think that's the movie. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I, don't I don't know think if that's like on the movie. To, to, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think we're supposed to like question stuff like that. Yeah, we're yeah. just supposed to kind of take it for what it is. Yeah. Um. I think my I, my what? favorite scene though is that scene where he is describing um I guess also in the piano scene cuz I already said that too but yeah. I really liked the scene where he was describing his his death or whatever uh when his mom uh you know is learning of his death and then he's saying like that was the first time I died. Yeah. I feel like his acting in that scene was really good. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Cuz it was one of the few times that he was actually talking for an extended period of time. Because he has very, it, he's not really talking a ton in the movie. He talks here and there for short bits. Right. But that was kind of like his monologue moment, I suppose. But I felt like it was really well done. Like, I feel like he really was that character and I felt bad for him, you know? Well, I thought he was good throughout the whole thing, to be honest. He like, was. His he was, execution absolutely. was like very deadpan and really, you know, just not cheesy, yeah. <laughs> which it could have been, but he just really made it work, you know? Mm-hmm. And he just had such a, a cool vibe, really. Yeah. Um, Final thoughts? Well, I decided to just do a quick little Google search on a Harold and Maude <laughs> analysis and see what people are saying. <laughs> um, just, to, you know, just to see what it has, how people really generally receive this thing. Um, I don't know. <laughs> 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 Decision. I think I think our I think our analysis is you know as as valid as any. Um, right. Certainly, though, you know if if you're listening to this after the fact, or I guess if you're here yeah, live, of course, comment if you've seen the movie. But um, even if you're listening to this later, I mean, you can always write in, and we'll read it on the next episode uh, with your thoughts. <laughs> um, totally tell me at gmail.com. You can reach us. We did get another comment from uh, Juju Cortez, <laughs> who says, "What did you two think of the soundtrack?" good yeah we briefly talked about that but um i think to expand like yeah i mean it's all it's all um oh fuck cat what's his stevens. name yeah cat stevens <laughs> i was forgetting his name uh it's all his uh songs 
Do you know if there was original songs for this movie, though? Because it seemed like maybe some of them... I don't know. Like, did he Not do... Sure. <laughs> I don't know. But either way, they I thought the music was was great. It fit the vibe really well. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like singer-songwriter, 60s style... I mean, what's not to love? For me, I love that style. So it's kind of like, it's an easy win. <laughs> yeah. If you're a 60s singer-songwriter, it's hard for me to not like it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Juju Cortez says he did make two original songs. Cool. Uh, for the movie. Yeah. Do you know which, do you know, do you happen to know which, what the titles are? Or? I'm guessing one of them was the sa- the song that was sung at the piano by Maud. I'm just guessing. Yeah. That. Uh, and then. I loved that one. That was probably my favorite of the songs maybe it's just because they played it multiple times and you know it obviously has more uh relevance to the story and everything but um i thought that song was really cool oh and i liked again this was like another moment where they're kind of hinting at the surrealness of it all but i liked that in that scene she just like gets up and the piano just continues right you know and she just like dances around and the piano is still playing somehow and then she just like hops back on for the final note (laughs) Right. Like there was kind of these moments that I think the whole time is hinting that this is not, you know, that they're playing around with reality, you know? Right. It's a heightened reality of some Mm -hmm. kind. Yeah. If you want to sing out, sing out. (laughs) Juju Cortez. I am curious which songs were written for the movie and not. Well, it sounds like that's, that is one. Juju Cortez. Okay. And then uh, that they forgot the other one, but I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know either, but um, yeah, I think I think maybe we should wrap it up pretty soon. Here. All right, sorry, I'm um, just curious. Now I'm looking. Okay, I'll stop looking. I should have done it beforehand, but um, but yeah, yeah Mod. good movie. Glad we finally watched it. Yeah, yeah, this is um, a surprising. I don't know, like watching it, it is surprising that I haven't seen this movie. <laughs> Right. It does seem like something that I very much should have seen approximately 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad I saw it now. Uh, yeah. And it's really good. And I think certainly if, I don't know, th- this feels like an indie classic. Like if you like indie, mo- if if you're into modern indie films, I feel like this is sort of the grandfather of those, mm. you know? I feel like it holds a lot of threads to today's films. Yeah, I'm sure that it has a huge influence on a lot of different filmmakers out there or people. Absolutely. Um, Todd, uh, what's his name? Solons? Yeah, Todd Solons. I uh-huh. feel like this felt like Todd Solons-esque in a way. Just that dark, dry comedy. Could be. Could be. <laughs> um, you know, others and more. <laughs> Todd Solins and more. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's cool. it, really. That's it for our show. Thank you so much for either listening and or watching. Um, if you were not watching live, you can always watch us live. We're, um, we're on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. The one to go to, though, in my opinion, is twitch.tv slash totally tell me. Easy to remember as well. Uh, so follow us there if you want to watch future episodes live. Um, I would say usually we go live every two Sundays at 7 p.m. Though right now we're kind of uh, the schedule might be shifting a little bit, especially as we approach the uh, July 6th due Eighth. date. Oh, July 8th due date. Yeah, that's a very kind of semi-arbitrary date, though. I mean, it's sure. like very rarely does the baby get born on the like 
due date or whatever. So right, he can be born two weeks before or after. Anytime two weeks before or after. Um, so Laura, when's our next yeah. episode? Should we? Are we doing the thirteenth or the twenty seventh? Let's shoot for. <laughs> this is this is our new thing. I think we've done this on the past three episodes. We live decide when our next episode's going to be. <laughs> um, let's go for the twenty seventh, honestly, because okay, yeah. So thirteenth uh, <laughs> could be tough. Yeah, and twentieth is Father's Day, so we unfortunately will not be doing that because I have a prior engagement with my father. father. Um, So June twenty seventh will be our next episode. So follow us on Instagram um, to to know what movie we'll be doing. We always announce it a few days before, at least, Um, and uh, we will probably have a guest for that one, live or virtual. It's unclear, but you can always count on me and Laura. And perhaps, kind of, <laughs> yeah. I guess I guess that's actually entirely not true. You cannot count well, on us I mean, to be on time or <laughs> for to the even be on the same work. day, or yeah, for it to work, or <laughs> or to be consistently every two weeks. I mean, no, I mean, there's very little you can count on actually. <laughs> but you can count on us to be here eventually. <laughs> eventually. <laughs> Anyways, that's gonna do it gonna- for us. Any final any final words, Laura? Uh, more fun segments coming soon. Yeah, Stick we around for that. You know what? Don't count on it, but we might try something next episode. We might try something. We might, but also maybe we won't. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> no, we will though. But the only way you will know is if you tune in. So. But if we do do the fun segment, then you have to come back over here to shoot the episode to my house. That is true. <laughs> I prefer that. Uh, of course. <laughs> uh, probably that will happen. <laughs> oh, good. Good. And maybe sometime you could come over to my house. But I know, came to your house last. I mean, before this. I guess that's true. Well, you That was like an off-air hang, though. Well. You know. I still drove, I still drove out there. That's going to do it for us at Totally Tell Me. Um, yeah. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll yep. S- we'll see all y'all soon. All right, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Yeah.